0: Hola, hola a todos. I have to say this. Feliz Año Nuevo. This is the first podcast of 2024. Oh, wow. Can you believe it? That's awesome. Okay, so I want to thank you so much for being here, for listening to us, and for taking this adventure of learning Spanish with us. Um, I am very positive that from episode one until today, they there have been a lot of uh, improvements on your Spanish, and I know that you have learned a lot of different words, and um, I want to let you know that um, pretty soon we're going to start working on uh, building uh, a lot of phrases, and I still have to teach you a few Uh, of those grammatic headaches that are going to be very useful for you to form your phrases and and to be able to use them. But we're almost there. Okay. And then we're going to do more vocabulary and more verbs that are also a little headache with Spanish, but um, you will be just fine with it. Okay. Well, once again, uh, welcome to episode nine. And I want to remind you that you can uh find every single one of our episodes at our website spanishwithcarla.com. Don't forget Carla is spelled with the K. Okay? Also, you can find us on Facebook. I want to um, say hello to everybody that has been visiting our groups, commenting and doing all these, um, beautiful, giving all this beautiful feedback, posting videos, uh, music. Um, I can think right now on John DiMarco that has posted nice Christmas music and songs and stuff. So, uh, hopefully for our next podcast, I will have, um, bigger list of the people that have been commenting lately. So we can recognize you here and welcome everybody. Please feel free to keep commenting, sending feedback um, through our uh, Facebook group, Spanish with Carla, and also the page. You know, we you can find us in both places. All right. So let's start. So I want to tell you that you're going to be listening to this podcast in about five days, but today when I'm recording is January the 6th. So I want to give you a little bit of a cultural background on what today's day means at least to most of Latin American countries. I want to include also Spain, Portugal, and more likely France as well. But talking about Spanish-speaking countries, uh, today is basically what we call Reyes Magos. Okay? And do you remember, again, I want to tell you two things. Number one, don't forget I'm not a Spanish teacher. I'm just a Spanish speaker that that wants to share with you um, a way to learn Spanish in an easier way, more informal way, Um and I, I enjoy languages a lot uh, so i'm just here trying to teach you the way i learned english without an instructor and then once i was ready i was able to you know take some classes and stuff at um at a college here in texas so okay the second thing that i want to tell you is that i don't want to make these a, a religious podcast but the thing is that In Latin America culture, the religion, the Catholic religion was very prominent because, as you know, Spain was the one that conquered, you know, all the Latin American countries and then Portugal went and did the same with Brazil and other countries. So. The, the Catholic Church was a lot, um, you know, kind of embroidered in in our culture on, on those countries. So that's the reason why um, a bunch of the tradition and celebration had to do with religion. Uh, so just take this as a cultural thing. I'm, I'm not trying to impose any religious beliefs on anybody, okay? So after that disclaimer, let me tell you a little bit of the story. So you remember when— um, and uh, uh, when years and years and years and years ago, um, I, Jesus and Mary were, were trying to um, hide or find a place where they could spend the night. And remember that I told you about the posadas and the people singing, uh, kind of uh, doing kind like an example, like acting this these scenario. And then they finally found a place where they could be. And then. Uh, it was this um, this situation in which uh King uh King Herod I, I hope I'm saying it right um uh he actually was trying to kill all the babies because he knew the baby Jesus or or God or whatever was uh, born so he wanted to kill all the babies under 2 years so so they could so the the king or the you know wouldn't wouldn't survive and he could continue being Israel king king of Israel so um, based on this, okay, the Mexican tradition or the most of Latin American tradition, Spain is, and this tradition was brought by Spain, brought by Spain people. Uh, they make imagine like a pancake, okay, but it's it's a different. Instead of this cake, is called rosca, okay, and, um, and rosca means kind of circular form. Okay. I'm going to spell it for you in a minute. So the cake is is round and and it has a bunch of different fruits, colorful fruits and and kind of imagine like a strudel, kind of sugary uh cover also. And then inside the cake they actually hide little figurines of like if they represent baby Jesus, they're itty bitty. Don't think like a big doll. They're itty bitty bitty bitty, um, little babies, right? Which represent baby Jesus. So now the the people gather. You know, they gather together. They they make some hot cocoa, uh, and they they have this this rosca. Now. I always say that that uh we um on the in the on the Hispanic culture we're always looking for a, an excuse to party. So the person that actually or the people that get the little uh the little figurine, the little babies, okay, those people is supposed to be a sign of good luck for you for your year, and it's supposed to be blessings for you because you found baby Jesus. And and then, but let's say if you, if they put on the, on the, on the rosca, if they put three little figurines, right? So then the three people that got the, the baby Jesus are responsible for making and offering tamales on February 2nd, which is saying, uh, it's a, it's a saint, you know, in, in Mexico that is called, or in, in Hispanic culture countries, is called Candelaria. So, everybody gets together then, and everybody eats tamales and it's another excuse to have another party so it's just it's just the way it is and um um so the the significance with with these, and I wanna tell you this see how uh here in, in united states and in Canada I know and mostly in the North of Mexico also, Santa Claus is the person that brings the, the gifts to the kids, right? So in the south, center and south of Mexico, it is more common that kids ask the Reyes Magos for the gifts. Can you see that conjunction between the the okay, and you, you know the Reyes Magos are basically the three wise men that visited Jesus, right? And they brought gifts and stuff. So based on this is that the kids ask, you know, for gifts to the to the um Reyes Magos. And that's when uh, most of kids at, you know, in the center south of Mexico, more, you know, South and Latin America, deeper, you know, South, um, they have more the belief on, on the Reyes Magos rather than Santa Claus. Like in my case, we were lucky. You know why? Because I'm I'm from the north of Mexico. So we did Christmas was, you know, Santa Claus, gifts, and all that. And then in January 6th, guess what? We also got a little, I mean, it wasn't as big as Christmas. We got, you know, something. So because we kept saying, well, there is. race, I was also bringing gifts, right? So why we are not... Well, Santa Claus already brought you. Well, yeah, but the Reyes Magos—I mean, they're magical, so they should bring us, and we got something small. So, yeah, and, and uh, so uh, the way that this um, tradition works, l- like I said, um, it, it kind of marks the end of the Christmas uh, season for for Latin American countries. It's the last time that the family get together again, and and um. They um, the way it was explained to me many years ago is um, the the rosca means circular because it has different meanings. Some people say that it has the meaning of where Jesus was, you know, laying uh, down on the on the stable and you know over the hay and all that because he has the same shape. Some people say that it means the crown because he was a king. Some people say that it's the crown because the, you know, meaning the the wise men that, that came because they were kings also, so a crown because of them. And some people say that it's a circle because it means infinite, which is, you know, the the uh, endless love of God. And so uh, there's a lot of different versions. But the the truth of of the matter is that it's around it's, it's kinda like a punk like a pancake and it's round. Uh, another another weird thing is when you when I say cake, I know you're imagining when you when you're gonna mix stuff for a cake, you normally use um you know your um your stuff to to blend it or no this one actually you have to knit. It's like what we call, it's like a dough, okay? And then you shape it uh, first like a long, long um, figure, and then you make the circle, and then you put all the fruits on top, and then the sugar. You know what? I have made it once, and it was no worth so much work, so I just go and buy it when I can. It's so good, Um and and then they also say the fruits also means the jewels that the wise men brought to baby Jesus you know the gifts and stuff okay so basically that's that's what i wanted to tell you about about this tradition um again uh, for some other people it's just oh yeah so then this is just because another excuse to get together on February 2nd. And there is not a lot that I'm going to tell you about that tradition is because it's really not, um, it's just they everybody just get together and, uh, so eat tamales and eat, you know, different other foods, but the tradition is tamales and whatever else. Okay. Um, I want to teach you how to spell, um, Reyes Magos, Rosca de Reyes. And there's not a lot more to spell on this uh cultural um holiday, but um but uh, I will spell this for you and then we're going to go with the next topic, okay? So are you ready? So I want to tell you that um Reyes Magos, Reyes meaning kings, okay? And that spell R as in Robert E as an elephant, Y as an yo yo, E as an elephant, S as in Sam. If we were talking about only one king, we will say rey, R as in Robert, E as an elephant, Y as in yo yo. Okay? So the singular form of this word is rey. But if we're talking plural, it's going to be reyes, okay? And then uh, I know that in English we say wise, which has to do with wisdom. In in Spanish, for some reason, they call them uh, magos, kind of like a wizard. Or uh, So, again, I don't want you to think that magos means wise because it does not but this is just the way that it translates on uh, when it goes through the Spanish-speaking culture. So magos means basically wizards or, you know what I mean, somebody magical. M as in Mary, A as in Apple, G as in Golf, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Again, magos means wizards. Now, if we're talking about only one person or one wizard, then we're gonna say mago, M A G O. You see the difference when you're when it's the singular, it's gonna be mago. When it's the plural, it's gonna be magos. Reyes magos. Of course, I forgot to tell you that it's three wise men, right? So let's spell you. Oh well, you should already know three, but it's, I'm still gonna spell it for you. T and tomato. R as in Robert, E as in elephant, S as in Sam, Tres Reyes Magos. I'm not going to give you their names in Spanish because they're so complicated. But um, yes, so I just wanted to share with you some of these. And now let's spell Rosca de Reyes. Since you already know Reyes, I'm still going to spell the cake, which is Rosca, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. C as in cat. A as in apple. And you know that you're always going to use de, which is D as in dog, E as in elephant, to say what you are going to talk about the the subject, right? So the subject here is going to be de rosca, and then you say de reyes. Again, I'm going to spell it for you in Spanish s because i had already spelled it for you in english so i need to challenge you a little bit come on so rosca de reyes reyes magos is what uh, latin american people in spain and portugal and you know the portuguese people everybody on, on those um cultures the uh, cultures they celebrate today january the 6th seis de enero so after sharing all this with you um I want to start talking to you more about more about some grammar stuff. Don't get scared, okay? It's, it's not going to be too complicated, but it's some of these stuff is is absolutely, you know, necessary for for uh for the for you being able to form phrases and and do all these things. Now, Like I said, I want to talk to you about the most important verb in Spanish, in English, in any other language, I bet. Uh, We have already used it, okay? We used it when we uh, were talking, remember that podcast when we talked about uh, soy una niña, soy una mujer, remember that? Okay, so now we are going to use the same verb, which is, you know, to be and uh you see how in english you use you know is are and you also use am um, and you know all that stuff so in in, in spanish we're going to do the same but now we're not going to limit ourselves to to just say i am or you are we're going to use the verb now for to form phrases so i'm going to teach you the two ways that you are going to use this verb okay so like like we know, it's going to be to be. You use R, is, um, in Spanish, it's called ser, which means be. Ser, S as in Sam, E as in elephant, R as in Robert. Or the other way to use it is estar, which means also be, but it's more as a location, be. Okay? is E as in Sam, E as in elephant, I'm telling you guys, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as in apple, R as in Robert. This is the infinitive version of the verb. So, like I said, ser is more yo soy mujer. Estar is more on yo estoy aquí. Um, I am here. You see the difference between the two ways. Now, I know that it's going to get a little complicated, but this is very, it's crucial that you learn to use this because this is going to open so many doors for you. I mean, just think about how many times a day you use the words I am or, you know, uh, where are these? Where where is that? Just think about how many times a day we use it. So it's the same in Spanish. So I want us to continue working with it so you become a pro on this. All right. So, anyways, let's start and with, let's practice like we said before, and with the first person, which is I am, would be yo soy, like I like I showed you on the example or you can say yo remember how to spell yo i said it before but let's let's do it again is y o okay yo y o and that means i right so again if you say yo soy means i am so and so if you say yo estoy it also means Okay, think about yo soy mujer would be I am woman, right? Yo estoy aquí, I am here. So I want you to understand the difference between the two ways that you can use this verb. The first one is going to be for you to express you or, or talk something, say something about you. The second one is more like sharing where you're located or 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 something like also to express a feeling, per se. Like, if say you want to say you are happy, right? And you would say, yo estoy feliz. You remember? We already know how to spell happy, so that should be a breeze for you. Yo estoy feliz. You cannot say, well, you could say yo soy feliz, but... The way that it's going to sound more, it makes sense, right? The way that it makes more sense is yo estoy feliz, which means I am happy, okay? So, I am happy is more like in this moment. I am happy now because whatever reason. So, yo estoy feliz now. Now, if you would say, somebody ask you, well... How is your relationship going? Are are you okay? And then you say, ah, soy feliz. That's more like a long term happiness. And I know that's very complicated and I'm going to go, I'm not going to go more deep into that because I don't want to confuse you. I just want to teach you how to use the, the, the different versions of the form. Okay. So again, yo soy feliz or yo soy mujer. Yo estoy feliz o yo estoy aquí, okay? Now, let's use another example with to or you, okay? I'm going to need you. Oh, you know what? I didn't even tell you how to spell soy or estoy, so let's back a little bit, okay? So, yo soy is, like I said, Y-O, then space and then S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, Y as in Yo-Yo. Now I want you to to um, check this out and and pay attention on this detail. Okay. So do you remember in uh, uh, in Reyes or or in Yo? Do you see how when the Y is behind a vowel? it sounds j j right but when the y is at the end of the world, it sounds more like like i like a sound of an i okay so if you look at it yo is is it sounds it makes that sound of the j j j and then soy even though it's a y it doesn't sound j it sounds kind of y You see that? So those are little things that as many times as we're going to practice and repeat, you're going to start picking up. Believe me, when I learned English, it was not easy. I had to repeat the stuff over and over and over until I pick it up. So if you feel like this is a lot or you feel overwhelmed or you feel, oh, I can't understand, don't worry about it. We're going to practice and practice and you're going to get it. The best way that you can learn a language is by repetition. On top of that, you're super smart, and you're going to get it. I know that. Okay, so let's go now with estoy. So it's, uh, the first one we spell is yo soy. And now let's do yo, which you already know. Y-O space estoy. E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, O as in Oscar. Y estoy, yo estoy. Feliz. Okay. Now, let's go with the tu, which means you. So, tu eres, and that's spell. Okay. You know that how tu is spelled already. So, let's do eres. E as an elephant. R as in Robert. E as an elephant. S as in Sam. Tu eres hombre. Tu eres Hombre, do you remember that example that we did a few podcasts ago last year? (laughs) So, tú eres hombre. Now, the form of the estar version is going to be tú estás, again, tú, space, E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as an apple, S as in Sam. Tú estás feliz. Again, this is going to be complicated. It's going to take for you to read it and repeat it because this is an irregular verb as it is in English. It's just going to take practice and practice and you are going to be just fine. All right? You're going to use this multiple times when you speak Spanish, so you're going to become an, a pro. Okay, so again, yo soy, yo estoy. tú eres. Tú estás. Tú eres hombre. Tú estás feliz. Okay? Now, let's go with um he and she, right? So this one is going to be él, if we're talking about him, right? Or he is going to be él, which is he as an elephant, él as a larry. If he's Remember in Spanish, you have gender, right? And, and you have number. So, ella, and that is for a for, uh, woman or, or feminine gender, is going to be E as an elephant, L an Larry, L as in Larry, A as an apple. Remember, double L, the sound is ella. So, él or ella están. Okay, son, son. Okay, son, es es in Sam, o es en Oscar, en es Nancy. Okay, él el, o oh, ella. Okay, son humanos, I guess you can say, you know, humans. Okay, so because we're talking about the both of them on the same sentence. Now, if you, we were talking about only one, say, él. Es hombre. And es is, y as an elephant, es as in Sam. Él es hombre. Now, let's say it's a girl. Ella es mujer. And I'm not spelling those because you already know how to spell uh, hombre, mujer. You already have all those on your vocabulary words. So, él es hombre, ella es, y as an elephant, es as in Sam, mujer. Okay, now let's use the other version of the word. Okay? And that would be: El está, which is, A, is E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A e as an apple. El está feliz. Ella está feliz. Okay, so. I hope you don't feel too <laughs> stressed out about this because we still have more. Um, we still have three more persons that that we are going to to do. Okay. And um so I'm going to recap real fast for you. Okay. Yo soy, yo estoy, and that is I am. Okay. Tú Eres, tú estás, you are, okay? Él es, he is, ella es, she is, and then you can also say, Él está, again, she, I mean he is, or ella está, she is. Okay, so now um, let's go to the plural now, uh, and, and we can start uh, working with day. How about we work with day? You remember how day is spelled? If you don't, I'm going to spell it for you anyways. E as in elephant, L as in Larry, L as in Larry, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, ellos, that means they now remember again in Spanish. If you are talking um you, the this article, however it's called, is going to be is going to be uh, determining if you the gender and the number. Okay. Ellos means masculine, ellas means feminine, and that means plural. Both of them mean plural. Okay? So again, ellos son, S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, and as in Nancy. Ellos son, they are. Ellas son, also they are. This is the reason why I say that English is more it's, it's more simple because you just use the same word for, it doesn't matter if it's feminine or masculine, it does matter if, if it's plural or singular, because then you use he or they, depending on the number, right? So, but now let's use the second version of um, ellos or ellas son. Ellos or ellas están. E as in elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as an apple, N as in Nancy. So, let's use an example with this. Ellos son hombres. Ellas son niñas. Ellos están felices. Ellas están aquí. I don't know if I've spelled aquí for you, so let me spell it so you have it. It's A as an apple, Q as in Quebec, you as an umbrella, I as an igloo with an accent. Aqui, that means here. Okay? So, ellas están aquí. Like I said, it's gonna be good for you to express location or, or feelings or different things. Okay? Uh, it's like, say, uh, in English, you, you can say, I am here. And and that's it, right? But like in Spanish, you could, you, you cannot say yo soy aquí. That wouldn't be right. You have to say yo estoy aquí. You see what I mean? Okay, the next one is going to be nosotros. Do you remember what nosotros means? That means we. Okay, and uh, I'm going to spell it for you in case that you don't remember and you're taking notes Um but remember that everything is going to be on the notes. So N as in Nancy, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, T as in tomato, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Remember, if you are talking about nosotras, meaning woman or 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 a feminine. Gender, then you can just change the last O for an A and that would say nosotras. Many people don't do it. Like I said, it, it depends on the region. Uh, some people um, believe that nosotros um, groups both genders, but a more modern um, wave, I would say, um, are using more nosotras when they're talking about uh, only women. Okay, say so you're talking about my, your, your, all your your friends, all all girls, right? You say, nosotras est, uh, somos mujeres. Nosotras somos, S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Somos, somos. Nosotras somos mujeres. Okay, nosotros somos hombres. Now, are you ready? Take notes, get ready. I know it's complicated, but you're so smart, you can do this. Okay? Then everything else is gonna be a breeze. Okay. Nosotros estamos felices. Estamos E as an elephant, S as an Sam. T as in tomato, A as in apple, M as in Mary, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. Oh, my God. How complicated. It's not that complicated. Estamos. Estamos. Nosotros estamos felices. Nosotras estamos felices. Nosotros estamos aquí. Nosotras estamos aquí. So, like I said, you can use all these weird, very complicated, if you you want to say, uh, conjugations are going to be the key for the majority of your sentences in Spanish as they are in English. You know how long it took me to understand when I was using are and is in English and I'm um, and and he and she. Sometimes I still say she when I need to say he because it takes time, right? So again, don't feel discouraged if if you feel like, oh my god, I'm not gonna learn this. You will, you will. I can I can ensure you. You are okay. So we still have one more person in this, and then the torture will end. Um. So we have um ustedes. Um, which is basically you, but remind, remember in Spanish, we can say you or say, you use you to say uh, you are, or if, and even if there are three or four of you, right? You say you are men, right? In Spanish, we don't use the same two. We use ustedes, remember? We already covered this. But I'm still gonna spell it for you, just so it's easier and you don't need to go back and look for it. U as an umbrella, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, E as an elephant, D as in dog, E as an elephant, S as in Sam. Ustedes. That means you, but in plural. Okay, you, many people, you three or four, right? You two, two people. It's it's just you in plural, okay? So, ustedes... Are you ready? Son is going to be similar, right? S as in Sam, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy. Okay? Ustedes son hombres. Ustedes son mujeres. Do you see on this one the the gender doesn't matter right the word is the same is ustedes you want to I, I mean i wonder because why it doesn't change in yo? it doesn't change in tú, right it doesn't change on ustedes the only time when it changes is on um el and ella which is he and she Right? It changes on that one, and it also changes on we, nosotros, nosotras, and, of course, on they, ellos, and ellas. But ustedes doesn't matter. You're not going to say ustedes or ustedes. It's it's ustedes, and it's just the way it is. Now, the other way that we we use the verb on ustedes is going to be ustedes están. Okay? Y as an elephant. S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as in apple, N as in Nancy. Ustedes están felices. Ustedes están aquí. Okay? So, like I said, the torture has ended. I just want to give you this, and and I'm going to show you, not, not this podcast, but the next one. We are going to be using this verb. We're actually going to start building phrases, and they're going to be using all the vocabulary words that you have, okay? That way, you can actually start feeling, okay, so I can I can say things, you know? Um, I know you can already since the, the first podcast when we learned about the airport and the car and blah, blah, blah right but this is now i'm teaching you more the way to formulate the the sentences more based on on grammatical stuff that way any vocabulary word that you learn you can you can form sentences you see what i mean so this is basically what we are doing um now if i have enough time i'm going to give you some vocabulary words for you to keep that we're going to use for the next week podcast Okay, so let's give you 10, okay? And that's going to be easy, I swear. It's going to be really easy for you because, okay, so you already know a bunch of them, right? You know how to say house, you know how to say uh, airport, you know how to say a bunch of, you know how to say some colors, remember? You know the colors that we learned on the New Year's podcast, green and red and yellow and blue, Um So there, you already have a lot of elements, a lot of vocabulary words. If you ever feel like, oh, I'm forgetting, just go back, read the notes, and it's going to kind of refresh your memory. You probably want to do that for next week's podcast. I'm going to give you a little more vocabulary just for you to have it, and so next week is easier for you, okay? So... The first word that I want to teach you, and we have talked about it before, but I have never probably spelled it for you, is car. You know, the car, vehicle, car, and that one in Spanish is c as in cat, a as in apple, r as in rover, r as in Robert, o as in Oscar. So, since this word has two r's, what does that mean? That means that the r is going to be really strong sound. Carro. Remember that. Carro, have you used the pencil so you can work on your R's? Uh, I'm thinking that probably, hopefully pretty soon, we're going to do a live on the Facebook group, and you can just grab a pencil, and we can all do the exercise so you can work on your R's. I think that'll be really fun, and um, and we can all all practice. Um So then I'm going to ask you to send me videos. I'll see how you sound and see if you're really rolling your R's, okay? If you want to, it's going to be a voluntary thing (laughs) if you want to share with us. Okay, so carro. Now, if you are talking about one car, right, that's carro. What happens if it's more than one? You add what? An exactly. You add an S, as in Sam at the end, and it sounds carros, right? All right. So next one, big. In Spanish, big, you say grande, grande. And that's G as in golf, R as in Robert, A as in apple, N as in Nancy, D as in dog, E as in elephant, grande. That means big. Um, some people also translate grande as large. You see what I mean? Like, see, if you go to buy clothes, right? And you you have, you know, here in English, you have the L for large. So in Spanish, you have the G for grande. And then if you're talking about extra large, it says extra grande. So I guess grande, it can be translated as big. But it can also be translated as large. Okay? So either or. But grande, um, if it's, it, it can also be uh, plural. Okay? Let's say that we are talking about um a, a house or some houses. Okay, so we would say la casa is Grande. Las casas son grandes. Did you hear that? You just add an S at the end after grande, right? So, since we're talking about many houses, or maybe two or three, I don't know if there are many, but some houses, right? So, las casas son grandes. Okay. Perfect. Next word is going to be pretty. And pretty in Spanish. You say it bonita or bonito if you're talking about something which gender is masculine, okay? So bonito is spelled B as in boy, O as in Oscar, N as in Nancy, I as in igloo, T as in tomato, A as in apple if it's going to be the feminine or O as in Oscar if it's going to be the masculine. And let's throw an example like the same example with the house. La casa es bonita. Las casas son bonitas. El carro es bonito. Los carros son bonitos. Don't worry, I'm not going to touch anything on the el and la because that's that's material for our next podcast. So, but I wanted to show you how you use these these words, okay? So now the next one is gonna be three, and this is not the number three. This is the plant three, right? So this is gonna be árbol, and that's árbol is spelled a as an apple with an accent, r as in Robert, b as in boy, o as in Oscar, l as in Larry. Okay, so árbol. And if you are talking plural, what are we gonna do? We're gonna add the e as an elephant, s as in Sam. Okay, el árbol es grande. Los árboles, okay? So same spelling A as an apple with an accent, r as in Robert, b as in boy, o as in Oscar, l as in Lori, e. As elefante elephant, as Sam. Los árboles son grandes. All right. Okay. Like I said, I just want you to practice these words because we're going to use them next week for the sentences that we're going to be forming. Okay? Now, the next one is going to be dog. Dog, you spelled it in Spanish. You say perro. P as in Paul, E as in Elephant, R as in Robert, R as in Robert, O as in Oscar. And if you are doing plural, it's going to be perros. Now, there is a little controversy on, on this, okay? Obviously, when you are talking about a dog that is a, a, a female dog, um you say that it is a perra, okay? And if there are many, it's perras. In many countries, this, even though this is used, you know, is 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 when somebody asks you, oh, what is it? Oh, is a is a perra or perrita, You know, kind of make it like little. Um, in many countries, that's basically a bad insult that people do, uh, you know, so, sometimes to to people. So, but I I don't want you to think on on that i want you to think on the real meaning of the word you know is actually that's the right way if your dog is a, is a is a female is is a perra and if there's many it's perras okay so i just didn't want you to get confused or think uh, that i was you know telling you about teaching you about word or something it's not people made it about word and an insult but it's really not i mean it was it was it was not you know, so I guess you can make different words however you want to, depending on the context that you use. Okay, so enough of that. The next one is going to be cat, And that's easy peasy. Gato. G as in golf. A as in apple. T as in tomato. O as in Oscar. Same thing. If it's going to be a female cat, it's Gata. G as in golf, A as in apple, T as in tomato, A as in apple. Gata. Okay? And also, some people use that as an insult as well. And it's it's pretty messed up. Poor animals, right? Why are they using them to insult people? That's so messed up. Okay, so if it's plural, it's going to be gatos. And if it's plural with the feminine, it's going to be gatas. Okay? Okay, next one. We're almost done, you guys. The next one is going to be store. And in Spanish, you say tienda. T as in tomato. I as in igloo. E as in elephant. N as in Nancy. D as in dog. A as in apple. Tienda. Okay, so in this case... This word is going to have or it may have a plural so it, the the number might change but the gender won't okay this is tienda is is it's just um a feminine gender and it won't change okay so la tienda es bonita okay and that's always going to be like that las tiendas son bonitas okay Next one, and you're going to use this a lot when you want to buy something, and you're on vacations, and you want to find a store, you can just say, ¿dónde? ¿Dónde qué? You remember? ¿Dónde está la tienda? You remember those? You see, little by little, we're forming a bunch of different sentences from here and there. And the more you practice, if you need to listen to these again, or if you need to l- read the notes again, do it. And I bet you, you're going to get there. Okay, so we have two more words. Actually, no, three. The next one is going to be school. Escuela. It sounds complicated, but it's not. E as an elephant, S as in Sam, C as in cat, U as an umbrella, E as an elephant. L as in Larry, A as in Apple. Escuela. Escuela. School. This one, the gender is not going to change neither. Okay? La escuela es grande. La escuela es grande. Okay? Las escuelas son bonitas. Okay, the next one is going to be, and we're going to use these for many examples. That's the reason why I added these two words. So, nearby or near, in Spanish, you say cerca. C as in cat, E as in elephant, R as in rabbit, C as in cat, A as in apple. Cerca. Okay, now let's remember the store. And let's remember the tienda and the school, okay? And let's say, and also let's remember what we learned on the verb to be, right? Ser y estar, okay? So, let's say, we we our example was, la tienda es bonita, right? Now, listen to this. Pay attention. La tienda está cerca. Do you see the difference? Same verb, you know, irregular verb, complicated. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, But you can see the the ways we are using it, and that's going to help us practice. When you go somewhere and you see somebody there that you know, that you hear speaking Spanish, you can ask, ¿Dónde está la tienda? Right? And they're going to know, and they're going to be able to, to give you directions or at least point you to to where the the story is at. Okay, now the last word that we have is far, you know, far away, far. And that one in Spanish is lejos. L as in Lori, E as in elephant, J, remember that, J. And then O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, lejos. Remember the sound of the Jota. The way you say it, jota, is the same way it sounds on the words, lejos. That means far. Okay? La escuela es bonita. You remember? Now, how are you going to say la escuela? What? Yep, you got it. Está lejos. Okay? Okay? Now, I don't want you to fall into this mistake. There are people um, that wrongly say, for example, they say, la escuela está cercas. No, 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 no. Don't say cercas, okay? It's cerca. You don't need an S after that word at all. Not even if you're talking about multiple things, it does not matter. That word is not going to change it doesn't matter about uh, gender or number. Cerca is just an adjective and it's not going to change. It's just to say something about the noun or the subject, right? Lejos, same thing. It's not going to change neither. So basically, these words are going to be really helpful for next week. We are going to do another little section. There's going to be a little topic, and not as tough as today's. Okay, so I just want to, real fast, I want to recap. We learned, um, of course, about the Reyes Magos tradition. Then we also learned about the, the to be, you remember that phrase, to be or not to be, that verb, um, and how to use it, ser y estar, and we learned how to use it in, with Conjugating with all the different persons, and we learn the two ways that we can use the verb. Uh, and we also learn ten vocabulary words that are going to help us form sentences for next week. And um, like I said, and like I always say, if when you're listening to these, you think, "Oh, that's complicated, I'm not gonna get it. No, 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 no. Just turn it off for a minute, go do something fun or breathe, come back, listen to it again, and you are going to pick it up absolutely fast. I, I'm telling you the repetition is the key. Practice is the key, okay? And I want to... Remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Spanish with Carla uh, group and page. Also, we have our website that you can email us and look for all our notes, podcasts, everything at Spanishwithcarla.com. Don't forget, Carla is with the K. And I want to thank you so much for being here today with us, learning Spanish uh, with us. We are we prepared this podcast with lots of love for you, and we are happy that you Give us the opportunity to share with you. I wish you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. And I hope you come back next week and join us again for Spanish with Carla episode 10. So once again, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Hasta pronto. Adios.